0: Welcome to the Angelscapes podcast, where you're encouraged to uncover and develop a direct connection with your soul's power, wisdom, and spiritual intuition that is ready to blossom. We'll explore new ideas, compelling tips, and real steps to help you learn simple spiritual practices. We're a safe place to learn more about accessing your soul's power with education and spiritual wholeness that could bring more clarity to your life. Now here's your host, a practicing medium, Akashic Records practitioner, spirit artist, coach, and mentor, Dr. Reverend Nancy Smith. Join me in this
1: episode um, for discussion about spiritual, sp- spiritual principles that support personal happiness and well-being. You're responsible for your own happiness, but are there burdens that... Uh, Make your life feel less happy. Are you struggling to find your happy? So let's talk about that. Um, as a practicing spiritualist, uh, I follow a set of principles as best I can um, that help me to lead a spirit life, spirit-led life, or soul-led life. Um, one of the principles in spiritualism is kind of an affirmation but more like a standing your ground kind of thing and it goes like this we affirm the moral responsibility of individuals and that we make our own happiness or unhappiness as we obey or disobey nature's physical and spiritual laws when i first heard this principle um, and spiritualism just has principles to live by it doesn't have dogma It doesn't have rules and regulations although let's get into the natural laws later um, spiritualism is looking to um express the natural way of flowing with source with god when i first heard this um concept of you are you are responsible for your own happiness or unhappiness i just kind of got this overwhelming feeling of um well if i'm not happy it's my own fault it's my own damn fault for being happy and i better pull myself up and do better and then um after a little more reading it through and talking to other people, I came out with um, the idea of if you follow the natural laws of life, you will be happy. And if you're not happy, you're not following the laws. And the only law I could really think of was the law of diminishing returns, which is um, kind of said, so I've been trying to be happy for a really long time, and it's just getting harder and harder and it's less and less returns. So hence the law of diminishing returns. And I, I feel that not only me, but other people get caught up with um, how do you make yourself happy? You know, you're trying everything that you can think of. You're you're living your best life. You're doing all the things that you should be doing and you're being the best person possible. Why aren't you feeling happy? Or you can have a sense of life is just too hard to be happy. There's this coming out and that coming out. And this person said that to me or this other thing is happening over here. And so you find life bats you around like a bad windstorm. Kind of, um, I want to very gently say a victim mentality, but I, I really hate to say victim mentality. I mean, life can really beat us up. And what do you do with that? And how do you find a place of well-being um, and happiness against all odds? I guess sometimes that's how I feel, um, like saying. so. Truth be told, this principle is calling us out. It's calling all of us out. It is a recognition that our actions and choices have a direct impact on our well-being and that we have the power to bring about either happiness or unhappiness, happiness or unhappiness in our lives. We have choice. And how can you create that choice in your life? How can you, it's an inside job that moves to the outside. So how do you do that? How do you manage that? Um, this principle acknowledges the growth and the advancement in the spiritual realm that require personal effort, aspiration, rather than relying on external forces for atonement and redemption. So we do come from a background of um, something happening or a grace of God coming forward that redeems us, vicarious atonement for some of us. And that has been ingrained in us over and over and over again. And if we do right, we we'll eventually will be happy. So happiness is deferred. Um, and that's kind of an illusion. It's kind of an old belief system that has um, timed itself out now. And that happiness is really joyful living, a sense of well-being. is more about what I'm gonna get into is the natural law of living, the natural law that the universe has designed and flows with. So when we can learn how to flow with these natural laws, and some of them are really obvious and some of them are are a challenge. Some of them are not that obvious. Um, It's basically basically a challenge to learn how to recognize the flow of the universe, the loving, caring flow of the universe, and and get your canoe into that flow and, and keep going. I have been taught and I've been raised, I'm sure many of us being in this society, in this country, at this time, is about moving towards your goals, setting a goal, having an aspiration, and working towards it. And sometimes, setting those goals and aspirations can work really well, and we can feel satisfied. Oh, look, and I have a good job, or this was a good return, and all is well. Until the day that happens that it's not all well, or the job is lost, or the situation falls in like a house of cards, and then we are left with this empty place within ourselves the happiness and well-being is gone. So remember I said happiness is an inside job that moves out. If you are aligning your mind, your spirit, your life choices to support the happiness and well-being within, then whatever happens on the outside is either icing on the cake or it's, it's a problem to be creative. It's a problem to think about. It's not a devastating thing that you've been identifying with. So we're going to kind of shift your thinking a little bit, or I'm going to challenge you to shift your thinking a little bit in how to create a happy life, a happiness. Where is your happy? Um, The declaration um, of this principle encourages a deep understanding of the natural laws and the flow of creation. And I I want to reiterate that. Um, I made it a, a speaking point here. The flow of creation what is the flow of creation it emphasizes the importance of aligning oneself to this flow rather than working against this flow in order to create from a place of authenticity of yourself your spirit your soul and of harmony and of balance within yourself um this understanding of the natural law extends to the law of love which i think is the first and most important law or principle well it's not really principle it's a natural law this is this happens it's not like, hmm, I wonder if it's going to happen today or not. It just is. It's there. It's this love it calls for a deep sense of self-love and alignment with divine love in all aspects of life. What does that mean? Is that we are created from love. And when we pass, we, when we die, the end of our lives, we return back to that love. But it's now in this lifetime now, when, in the present moment, that we ne- need to learn and figure out how to return to that love, how to bring that love right up in your life as well. Um, So let's kind of talk about how to embrace those natural laws, how to to play with them, and how to be inspired by them. So natural law, first is understanding the flow of creation. Secondly, knowing what divine love means in your life. And then respecting and aligning with that law of love. You are co-creating with the universal power, the source of all understanding that what that means to be a co-creator and the power that you have within yourself when when the winds of life are buffeting you around you actually can co-create something different i don't know what that would be that's your creativity speaking to you when you access your own creativity you can um really co-create just about anything i remember i have a funny story about a meditation um going through this meditation and it was really just struggling up this mountain and all the rocks are falling off. And I'm just really moving up this meditation. And the person who's leading on this meditation said, well, wait a minute, what are you doing? You can grow wings and fly. You don't have to struggle up this mountain. I said, oh, that's right. It's imagination. I can use my creativity. I was so ingrained in struggle in my life. And my belief systems were around struggle that they even showed up into my imagination met my meditation, and I didn't allow my imagination to grow wings. And you know what? You can grow wings in your life. It doesn't have to be just in a meditation or a make-believe scenario. You can symbolically or allegorically grow wings and rise above what you think you have to struggle with. So you're a co-creator. Next thing is natural law is a process. It's not a power. It is understanding that things work, life, things, energy works the way that they do. They don't change their course or the laws don't change to fit our desires or to fit our needs. Or uh, there's really no miracle that's ever happened that has been outside of this natural law. However, there are miracles that happen that look like miracles to us because we don't understand the true depth of what natural law is all about. And that's what I want to introduce you to a couple of the concepts. There's, I don't know, 72, 89, 106 natural laws and concepts that you could learn. And a lot of these come from a book called the Kabbalion. It's a book that was written way back in the Greek time. And it's kind of hard to read, but a lot of people have have translated it. So if you want to kind of take a look at natural law in the metaphysical realm, go look at the Kabbalion. It's spelled K-Y-B-O-L-I-O-N. But that's really not where I'm going. We're going to this, this, this whole concept of spiritualism and unnatural law. So law, what I think is the most important and the first law to ever be studied, if you want to figure out what the flow of life is so you can get yourself your canoe into that happy place, is the law of love. We are created from love and we're going to return to that love and the miracle is being in that love on a day-to-day basis. That okay, cool thought. Um, one of the aspects of learning mediumship and getting in front of people and, and allowing myself to be the medium to bring spirit through um, was courage. And I did not have that courage. I didn't like public speaking. And it was when I finally, through series theories of developmental meditations, which we do in mediumship, I realized this flow of love was with, with within me. And I really liked it. And then it was up on the platform or in front of people to give a mediumship reading as a student. I didn't really want to do that. I was terrified. I I heard a little voice say, step into the love. And it was like I, I got this picture of myself standing right next to a beam of sunlight or a beam of love. So I took one step over and I, I stood inside this beam of love and I felt it. I was really surprised. Spirit is, is, a, is a living conscious um, and awareness that was willing to play with me is really to dance with me and hold me into that stream of love and so once I was in that stream of love I was able to complete the mediumship I was able and I was no longer afraid I was elevated I was happy I was full of joy and I felt this beautiful sense of well-being as I did this very scary work um, so within the law of love is the law of thought and our thoughts precede reality, our thoughts create reality, our thoughts can make us miserable, our thoughts can make us happy, our thoughts come and go, but we are in charge of our own thoughts. And when we choose to think gratitude thoughts or when we choose to look for more of what makes us happy, We're feeding the well-being. When we look at all the things that are are afraid, fearful, and we're afraid of, and this isn't gonna work, and that's not gonna work, we feed that part of our brain. We feed, feed, and our brain is a computer. And our heart is the um, wisdom place, the smarty pants place, this is the aware place. So we're gonna talk about the law of consciousness and how the law of consciousness can work with the law of thoughts. So the law of consciousness is that we have conscious awareness within ourselves, and we can use that conscious awareness to be aware of what's going on, to say, see things for what they really are. I like to see, um, or I like to organize my, the idea of consciousness into three layers, and then there's a fourth and a fifth. But the three layers of consciousness within us is first our unconscious self. Some people call it the ego. We've talked about this plenty of times. Some people call it the um, the inner child or some people, these the, our unconscious mind, our unconscious self is about remembering what happened in the past, keeping us safe, keep us, keeping us nourished, kind of like a root chakra thing. And it has all the rules and regs and what you need to do to do right in the world. Whether they're right or wrong, we have a book and it's in our unconscious self. And then I want to talk to you about the aware self that's in your heart. Unconscious self's in your lower chakras. Your heart is your aware self. This is the bridge between your unconscious self and your higher conscious self. And your higher conscious self has all the flow of the natural law of love and everything else. And when you can make that bridge from your aware self to your unconscious self, happiness starts to percolate. but also when we make that bridge, the information going to the computer of our thoughts starts to send a different message. And it gives your your thoughts, your mind, your perception, third eye, permission to see what life is really all about as opposed to um, looking at life through others' eyes, like people who have taught us things or experiences and we're looking through the eyes of, of the past as we become more aware, we're looking at life through the eyes of the now, the present moment. So that brings us to the law of awareness and that we can't really see what's happening in our lives or in the world around us, or he said, she said, or the water's not coming out clear out of my faucet or whatever it is that we perceive, or we see a a tree, we just call it a tree. and We just think that thing drops leaves all over the place. But when we are in the state of awareness, he said, she said, doesn't matter anymore. It's like, well, isn't that interesting? And then when you see a tree from a place of awareness, it's the most beautiful being you can ever see. And you can, you know, if you really are using your third eye and your imagination, you can see the flow of the energy coming up and down and through the tree and all around. And you can even hear the tree talk. If you really allow yourself into a, a that level of awareness that just expands around life itself, especially nature. Um, and you can begin to say, hey, if if that tree is that energetic, then what's that other thing over here? And when, what am I? Who am I? And so the awareness brings you to a place of delight, of curiosity and amazement. It's very different than being unhappy. It's actually quite nice. It's really nice. Um, challenge to take you out of your mundane and your your closeness into there's life is full of good things. So the law of desire is the next one. I, I put that in with the natural laws of love, right underneath the love is desire. And sometimes we um, can really misunderstand desire in our life. It could be so that's heathenistic or that's gluttonous or whatever, but desire really is about creating dreams in your life. And desire comes from your soul. You know, your soul kind of drips in these ideas until it kind of fills your spirit. Your spirit goes, I really would like that. I I really want to know how to play the violin. Or I really want to be able to talk to people and bring peace in between them. I want to solve conflicts because I really am tired of hearing these conflicts all the time. I really want to solve them. And I think that's fascinating. So all of a sudden the thing that you hate, you start to, your aware self brings you into a fascination with it. Um, There's a quote by W. Rudolph Never underestimate the power of a dream and the influence of the human spirit. We are all the same in this notion. The potential for greatness lives within all of us. And as we allow our desire to blossom out into its highest potential, see, we're going to talk about the law of potential in a minute. um, We are able to. See that our desires take us to our soul's desires, takes us to our soul's pathway. So underneath the law of love is the the law of desire. So don't tamp down those desires too quickly. If they come out in a negative expression, give it a minute or just sit with it. Um, This negative expression, say, who are you really? Who are you really? And why are you showing up in my life? What are you trying to tell me? And there will be an answer. Because you're in the flow and the natural law of love, which is about communication. So underneath also in that law of love is the law of harmony and balance. And and then we're going to see how harmony and balance, um, there's the law of vibration um, and how it fits into the law of attraction. But the law of harmony and balance is really um, the first mundane way of doing it is finding balance in your life. Learning how to have a reciprocal relationship with somebody, where you're not he was always on the take, or you're not always on the give. So you learn to have an even exchange. So when you have, when we have even exchanges with people and relationships and places and things, it doesn't necessarily have to be I give you two bucks and then you give me two bucks back. But it could be I give you two bucks back and I get a bottle of two buck chuck from a Whole Foods store from the jo- whatever. Two buck chuck is a joke of my family. But anyways, we um we we give and then receive and we're transforming our energies and into something else. And it, as, and that is about making balance in our life. That is when we feel life is worth it. I have my return on in with interest, I have my return on my investment, what I'm putting in with my heart, what I'm putting in with my um best self, I it's I'm getting rewarded. Something's coming back to me. It could be a paycheck, or it could be love, or it could be attention, or it could be a great conversation, or it could be learning something, or it could be a bottle of wine. Whatever it is, you are creating harmony and balance within yourself first, and then as you create that within yourself, you'll be able to create it in a bigger picture around you. And coming out of the law of harmony and balance is the law of service, when, when we give to others when we're in care, we care for other people or we help other people. And um, in this law of service, there must be meaning in in what we're doing. I see many people, including myself, go into a law of service where there is not a balance. Nothing's coming back. It's just more of a martyrdom. It's more of, I'm just going to give and hopefully I'll get something back. And we're no longer in harmony and balance with ourselves. Serving humanity is a job because humanity is on the take and humanity is not grateful and humanity people complain and they're not grateful and they can wear you out and dry you up like a little prune until there's nothing left of you and that's not service in harmony it's not service in balance there are many amazing people out there like Gandhi or the Dalai Lama or say, Teresa, who found their place of service, but they found that place of service in balance and in harmony with themselves. They found the place that they had desire, where they had a dream to go. Martin Luther King is another person. And and don't you think for a minute that those people in service didn't reach out for high-level support from source, from God. And probably they prayed several times a day probably continuously all day to give them the strength and the courage and the balance to create what they want, wanted to create. So what do you want to create in your life? Go into that harmony, go into the balance. What makes you feel balanced? What, what inspires you? What do you desire to do? And that's when the service starts out of that place of loving yourself and from doing service out of loving yourself there is a feeling of well-being, there's a feeling of in, inner power, there's a feeling of connection to your soul, and, and guess what? There's a feeling of happiness. So all these things are inside of natural law of love. Inside of the law of love is also the law of allowing intolerance, becoming neutral, and seeing people, places, things for what they really are not for what you're trying to get out of them or if you're trying to get them to uh, agree with you or be on your side. As the law of allowing intolerance says, everyone has their own journey in their own place, in their own time, in their, and in their own perception. And we allow people to have their own perceptions. We allow them to have their own pacing. And it doesn't become personal to us. And I live and let live. Where'd you hear that? I'm going to allow you to be who you are, whether you're my mother, my sister, my the guy down the street, my husband, my wife. I know you have a different path than me. I have know that you have a different perception than me, and it's not a reflection of me. It is simply you. That's the allow of the law of allow and tolerance, which comes from honoring and respecting another person and trusting their path is the best path for them. Not an easy thing to do. And that's why we have the law of love and forgiveness. Forgiveness helps you to untether yourself from other ideas, people, places, and things. And even when something has hurt you deeply and has traumatized you, this law of forgiveness gives you the strength, gives you the wherewithal, gives you the energy to untether yourself from that, which is not you. That is not right for you. That's either hurting you or it's burdening you. So as you feel burdened, as you feel resentful, stepping into the law of a, the law of allowing intolerance, I see who you for who you are. You are not me. I am not you. You have your own thing. And then we go into forgiveness. And now I let go. And now as I let go, I am more completely in myself. And you know what? That leads to happiness. So if your mother-in-law is driving you crazy or your aging parent, hey, it's nothing nice to say to you. Step back, you're in the aging process, or you're in this whole perception, or you desire to have a certain outcome because X, Y, Z, but it's not mine. And if you can walk into a family dinner with your mother-in-law and not care, and just respect and um, admire her for who she is, but still remain neutral and stay in your own power and forgive her foibles or forgive the alcoholic father, forgive the alcoholic mother, not that you have to play that game with them anymore because you're allowing them, you're having tolerance, you're stepping away, you're becoming neutral, and you're forgiving the situation, but you're not playing anymore. These these laws don't mean that you have to play and hurt yourself. These laws are about you stepping away into your own self, into your own power, to your own wisdom self. And when we step into our own wisdom self, that wisdom now, um, informs your brain find more of this we're letting go of that and your brain will continue to look for more of the things that bring you joy and, and take you into neutrality and you and, and your brain is not trying to tell you but you got to prove yourself you got to prove yourself you're saying we're not doing that anymore so these are laws that i like to put under the law of love and it starts with self-love and then when we love ourselves, we can allow the love of spirit and our soul and the universe to begin to flow through us. But it has to start with self-love. So, but you can do it. It's not hard to do. So let go, become neutral and see where you thrive. Where, where does your heart go when when you want to be in balance, when you want to have harmony? What, what do you commiserate uh, with when you want harmony in your life? Um and, and listen to yourself, listen to your own preferences and learn from yourself, love yourself because not everything is hedonistic, not every desire is bad, but we do need to grow it up into a a more mature place, which leads us to the, the bunch of laws that I call the laws of reality check that keep us on our toes. And those reality check Loss, again, these might sound may sound severe, but they will bring you into harmony, balance, and happiness is and think about as I talk where in your life do these things, could they apply? Would they apply? Maybe you could play a little bit. And you know what? I'm giving you permission in your own happiness to play in your life with different ideas, different concepts until you feel right about it, until you feel good about it. Not until your boyfriend feels right about it, or not until your mother said, Hey, you're on something that's until you click into place. So the laws of reality check, the law of cause and effect, it's probably one of the biggest laws of the natural laws. Every action has an appropriate reaction. Everything you do ripples out to people and it comes right back to you. When you're in the heavenly gates, when you have left this life, we all go to heaven. We are all in the grace of God. We are all in the place of spirit. But then we have to start looking at our life review. We have to kind of, what did I do? And what came back to me? Or what did I do? And now I need to bring it into balance. Whoa. And so cause and effect is a really important natural law to consider right now. What are you doing? And what is it causing? What are you saying? And what is the impact that, and the reaction to the people around you? You're responsible for what comes out of your mouth, no matter how you feel, No matter what you do, what you put out is what you get back. What you reap is what you sow, which um, talks about the law of compensation, equity, karma, and retribution. We all go to heaven, but we don't get off scot-free for doing murder. You know, it's been the question that so many people ask me. Well, if everyone goes to heaven, then then where do we get punished? And the answer is the law of cause and effect and the law of compensation and equity and karma and retribution are all within natural law. So when we want to, revenge is a dish, best eaten cold, and we want to bring our own idea of what balance and justice is, sometimes we have to let it go and allow the universe, this is where forgiveness comes in and neutrality, and allow the universe to correct itself. Meaning taking that, that action or that person who created that action into account and bringing it into balance and I'm not saying put yourself out in danger and I'm not saying don't decide what is your what you need to do to be safe and sound and what and have a sense of well-being but if you choose to have well-being and it costs somebody else something important in their life or even their lives law cause and effect you don't get off scot-free and you can't go to court and argue it. It's just is what it is. So be aware of yourself, be aware of your actions. Be aware of your of your passivity. When somebody's asking you for help and you just don't can't do it, can't go there. Um, the 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 passivity is a, a cause and effect thing. It's, um it's very important to see that. It's very important to understand that your actions, no matter what they are, and your thoughts, no matter what they are, have an equal reaction back so all things are in order and have a sequence in the universe so we don't get to rearrange the universe when we want to have what we want to have or we can't quite understand what's going on and we're going to rearrange your life and everybody else's life so that you can be comfortable you're going to be even more uncomfortable because it's not an alignment to the natural law and the natural law is what it is it's it's not a negotiating thing the law of promise is um, kind of a positive, halfway positive, halfway not positive. Within the laws of promises or promise, or this is who you are. This is what you have in your life right now is the law of choices. You, We are in a free will place. We can do whatever we want. We can work with our guardian angel, or we could pretend we don't even have a guardian angel and that we're not even going to. Pay attention to them, and we're going to pretend that we're doing this on our lo- our lonely own self. If we choose to do that, you can choose to do anything you want. You could choose. To, this is where I said you you could be in a buffeted around by by hurricane winds, and you can still choose something different because you have a choice. You always have a choice, and you have personal responsibility over the choices that you make as well. So, um, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? No, I don't want to do. I don't want to do. I don't want to take responsibility for the choice. If we choose to go to that restaurant and it stinks, you're going to be mad at me. That kind of thing's got to stop. You're responsible for your own choices. What do you want? What do you want to try out? You try it out. It doesn't work. Okay, take responsibility for it. We'll try something different. No, don't, don't have to hang yourself, or up on, on the tree and say, oh, no, I don't know what to do. I, the choice didn't work. You just kind of keep going. One's philosophy is not best expressed in words. It is expressed in the choices one makes and the choices we make are ultimately our responsibility. That's from Eleanor Roosevelt. It's a beautiful quote. So we are in a free will zone. We can make whatever choices we want. And if people around us are taking our choices away from us, you are in a free will zone. You could leave them. You, could, you don't have to stay there. Although sometimes in some societies, you feel you must stay there. And um, some societies are built on bullying other members of their society to keep it intact and, and keep it isolated. And that um, is a very painful place to be. And some people are, are born into it or want to have that experience of no choice so they can understand that the actual love of the universe is choices. Um, it's a very simplistic way of of saying it, but um, many many people, um, as we see them struggle through life, are trying to understand what other choices can they make? What other choices they that are going to support them? What are the choices that they feel are forced are forced to to make that aren't supporting them at all? So law of choice is a very it's a, it's a soul level understanding, and it takes us into the law of evolution that we are all here to learn and grow. even our souls and as we learn and grow that's when we're happy because when we don't we stop learning and growing that's when we stagnate and that's when we feel like a sense of death or a sense of coming over but when we are here and we're embracing the learning and the growth of things we evolve and we embrace the flow of the universal life force energy law of abundance once we embrace that universal life force energy um, there is enough for everybody there's more than enough for everybody on this overcrowded planet because the law of the universe is that it is what it is but we can close our eyes to it or we can decide that it's not there for us or we can build up belief systems that we are um, poor um, and i'm again simplifying this when you find your place in I i i can't afford to buy my groceries i can't afford to pay for my power bill you know, we must take a look at the inside of where have I positioned myself in the life, in my life right now? And is this position working? What, where else can I position myself? What else can I do? And that may take years and years to understand where you are, how you've positioned yourself and how you can change it. I'm not saying these things happen in two minutes of thinking. These are lifestyles and lifetimes ancestral behavior that has told us we don't have choices or there's not enough for everybody and this is where awareness comes in and very gently peeling back that onion or peeling back that false belief or that illusion to find what is at the juicy beautiful core that's going to grow that's going to bring us into another place which leads us to the law of potential. And I want to take a short break and tell you again, I'm Nancy of Angelscapes. You can find me at angelscapes.net. And I work, um, I do a lot of private one-on-one sessions with people. And the best sessions that I do are my mentoring sessions where I help people peel away belief systems so that they can find happiness in their life. And, and, and going through all of these laws of nature, I don't necessarily sit and lecture to you about of the the laws of nature, but I do pull from the akashic realm and the 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 true um, the truth about na- nature and, and life floor floor the flow of life force energy from the akashic records, what do you need to know, What do you need to release? What do you need to heal is is what my mentorship program' is all about. And it usually takes more than a single session. So I um, have that, and I'm teaching akashic records in April. So if you want to learn about the Akashic Records, we can um, sign you up for that. So go to angelscapes.net and you can set up a free discovery session. Just click book a session and you'll see the free discovery session. It's 20 minutes, not a reading and just get to know me, see what I can do for you. So back to the natural law of potential. Um, Potential can be um, a scary, scary thing because I'm not living up to my potential. And I feel that all the time, not doing enough. And um, I just want to say hello to people who are here. Lauren and Maria, so glad you joined us. And um, Bernie, so glad you're here with us. And I'm glad that you love the topic. And then Mindful Souls is here. um, Is I think maybe spamming a little people asking them to do readings for them so you don't have to listen to them um so let's kind of go back to potential and are you living up to your potential and and how are you going to um be the best person that you can be and all that burden so let's not do that the key to for our growth and learning and achievement lies within us and that's the truth about everything the potential of what we desire where we want to go our own happiness lies within us and our spiritual essence is a creator so if we allow our spiritual essence to blossom forward or just get it out of the box and say what are we going to do with this you're going to find your own inner creator self and um Any other messages within that are beliefs that are not serving you, that are telling you you're not the creator, they're telling you not, no, no good. They're not serving you anymore. So when you come to those roadblocks or those obstacles, they're illusions. Walk through them. Don't engage with them. Don't feed them. Your spiritual essence is your creator. And as you outline your desire, you also draw yourself to all that is necessary to meet that goal. See, law of abundance. When we outline our desire, when we're very clear with ourselves and our spirit, soul, and the universe, what we want to do, things start showing up to support us on their way. And I, I feel like, I want to tell you a story about the box of crayons. I remember um, years and years ago, I, went, I was um a single mom, not a whole lot of money going around. And I really wanted to start to go deeper with some of my art and art art supplies are very expensive. And so I was kind of hoping for some paints or some special um pastels to come my way. And um some Christmas came. My birthday is in December and Christmas came and people were sending me relatives were sending me gifts and I got boxes of crayons. And I'm like these boxes of crayons. I want something a little more sophisticated. But the and I sat there with the message what is the message of these crayons And I feel like the universe was hearing me and the people who were giving me the gifts were hearing the call and the crayons were talking about, this is where you start. This is where you are in your life. This is the vibration level you are, which is a good vibration level, but you need to start at the beginning and move forward. Even though I, you know, I had had done a lot of stuff um, with art and all my my supplies, I just ran out of them. I had to relook at where I was going. So the crayons were saying, get back to basics, girl, get back to base, basics so that you could create what really serves you, what really aligns with you. Now it was the best message I could have gotten, but it took a while for me to figure that out. So the universe showed up with some supplies for me in the form of um, box crayons and, and some drawing paper. And um, you know, if you melt crayons in a big, they make a big, beautiful color puddle and you can move them all around and make gorgeous um, crayon art. But I, I go, I go far with that one. Um, so as you get your spiritual supplies, be willing, be humble, be willing to say, what's the message here? What am I getting? Where am I? Because the universe is, is actually matching us at our vibration level as well. That's a, that's a little secret. So as we start out, we see, we have a big potential up here you know, up here, big potential. I want to want to be that beautiful artist. I want to be that dancer. I want to be that writer. But here we are over here. So it's not going to happen overnight. Our potential takes time to grow. So that the box of crayons are reminding me, take the time to grow. They're meeting you where you are. And the supplies that come up for us, meet us where we are. So if we've, we're we getting things that we feel like, well, I'm beyond this, then you need to um, check in. Am I really beyond this? What do I need to do, to progress so that I could vibrate it to a place to get the supplies that I'm really looking forward to, to create what I want to desire. I hope this is making sense to you, but the universe does supply and provide for us when we go on our projects, missions, but it supplies us at the vibration rate that we're working at. So I had to look at, I'm vibrating to crayons or you're vibrating to whatever is coming to you, and then maybe um, it's time to be honest about where your skill level actually is, so you can build up to the place of magnificence that you desire. It's baby steps all the way, but you make it. You will make it if you stick to it. Knowing yourself, and you'll know God in the universe, just knowing yourself. um, Oh yeah, so no, no, the the box of crayons did not have a built-in sharpener. I had to, I once I lost the got to the blunt edge, I had to I had to rub them real hard on the paper to get them to sharpen it up. So no, I'd love those sharpeners. Those crayon sharpeners are awesome. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, if you do have a crayon sharpener, you can create crayon dust or those little crayon crayon flakes. And you can put heat on them and then the colors just melt. And if you put some colors together and they melt together, it's just gorgeous. You can make gorgeous art from that flowers, nature, whatever you want. Um so sometimes our supplies that the universe surprises us with is a challenge to be creative, to look at, to look at the real essence of what's in front of you. And maybe you're missing the point on something. And if you put your creativity to it, you put your your um put aside your judgment of what's in front of you and start to play. That's the best best thing ever because what you you never know what's going to come out and something amazing could actually come out. I remember seeing this movie called The Medicine Man and um they knew that there was a cancer um cure for cancer out in this um rainforest but the rainforest was going to get cut down if they couldn't find the cure for cancer. So so they were on really on a time scrunch you know they only had a, three weeks left and the shaman came in, and he he said, "This is you know, they their language barrier was horrible." And he kept saying, "This is it." The city brought brought a big bulb root, and the and it was filled with bugs. And they would go, "Ooh, what is this?" So they they cut the root open, they cut the plant open, they get the leaves, nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, the bugs got all over the place, and they got into the sugar, and they were doing a um, control test using the sugar, so they would run the sugar through to to see, okay, you know, here's our baseline. And then all of a sudden, the sugar started to give them the results that they wanted. It was no longer a baseline. And they're looking at what's different about the sugar. Well, the bugs got into the sugar. And it was the bug excrement, which was, in this story, cured cancer. And so looking at the gifts that the universe gives us, sometimes we have to look at the entire gift, bugs and all, to get the energies or to get the um, connections that we need to make the next step forward. So your spiritual supplies are full of gifts and you're not being made fun of, but you do need to be honest and humble about where you are. Um, And learn to know yourself, learn to know, hey, I'm reacting to this. Hey, I'm I'm being a little obnoxious or I'm being a little inflexible. I'm not seeing the amazing opportunity I have in front of me because it's not wrapped in the paper I want or it's not showing up the way that I want it to show up or the way that I perceive it should, those shoulds kill us every time, should show up, should can lead you down the path of unhappiness in three seconds. So that's why, you know, let's be happy. What's here? What do I have to work with? You need to start in your inner self and then work to the outer self. Cause if the outer self starts to crumble like a card, a deck of cards, a house of cards, you got the inside is still strong. It's still going, you know yourself and you know that everything is an experiment. Everything is a creative experiment. If this doesn't work, we can, we can regroup and try something else but you're not putting your identity on the line for something that you're trying to create or so potential that you're trying to reach. It's a process, it's a flow, it's joy, it's love. Take your time, be in the present moment. Only you can take yourself to the highest level of being on what you desire and what you were made for. Nobody else can do it for you. Um, there's no miracle that's gonna go one, two, three, ten. 10. You gotta do all the numbers and just take yourself patiently and calmly through. If you wanna learn patience, it's a good way is just paying attention to who you are and where you wanna go. and and surrendering to the process because the law of potential will take you to the highest place that you desire, even better than you even imagined, right? So those are the laws of promise. The laws that keep us moving and growing and to be happy, to have a fulfilled, happy life, we need to continue to move and grow. It's first the law of vibration everything vibrates. All vibrations wants to harmonize with higher vibrations. So the law of harmony is within the law of vibration. And once something is observed, it changes. So if you want to align something and bring some part of yourself into a higher vibration, um, then find a higher vibration to, to be around and you will harmonize with that. i I've, a lecture i heard a football player do this amazing lecture and he wanted to be the best football player ever and he ended up being actually quite good um but what he did was uh, he hung around people who were really good football players and he stopped hanging around the guys who were the jocks who were sneaking the smokes and really not working as hard and he says i don't want that i want to be the guy that runs the fastest is the best so he's hung around the nerd the football nerds i'm kidding um but he went, who had the same dream he did. And together they moved to that dream. So he was careful of who he picked in his life. And with the law of vibration, if you want to raise your vibration, you'd be careful who you pick in your life and who you hang out with and who you talk to. Also be careful about how you use your words because your words will take you out, down and out in your vibration. You know, it's like water. You got ice, you got water, you got steam, you know? And so ice is stuck. Water is flowing and steam is spirit. So where do you want to vibrate? Where where do you need to vibrate to do what it is that you need to do? Um, And if you have a trauma that's stuck within yourself, bringing that trauma into sacred space, into sitting in meditation or inviting your higher, your soul and your higher power and your guardian angels into sit with this stuck place, it will eventually thaw out and start moving. Because you're loving yourself enough to come into this higher vibration. And you're also loving the stuck place enough to sit with it and be aware of it. And it will shift. It will change. Which what we get hung up is the next law is the law of now to be in the present moment. You can learn from the past, but you must be in the present moment to heal and grow and make changes. Remember happiness, healing and growing and changing, right? So the law of now is the only place you can do it. You can't do it in the future because the future's not here yet and the past is already done. It's stagnant. It, it, it's, you've learned from it, but you can't change the past. You, you can change how you feel about the past. or You could change what, and then by learning from the past, you could change where your trajectory is. But to heal, you'd have to be in the present moment. That's kind of like the law of now, the law of the present moment. It's not going to change. And even though I really like those fictional novels about time um, travel, and we can, maybe someday I'll talk to you about the whole concept of time travel and spirituality, that'll be a great topic. But right now, to be happy, you need to be in the present moment. And And the reason why you need to be in the present moment is so that you can grow, adjust your vibration, raise your vibration, Try different things and and allow abundance to flow through you and allow your desires and your potentials to merge together to create something wonderful in your life that will lead to happiness. So, right? I didn't say buy a house, get a dog, marry somebody, or, you know, it's Valentine's Day. You should be getting flowers and that'll make you happy. Or there's no formula to happiness outside of yourself. It's all inside of yourself. And by working with these concepts, I feel that we all have the potential to have happy, fulfilled lives. But it takes courage and it takes forethought and it takes paying attention to your own behaviors and not kind of bagging into or buying somebody else's behaviors. Making somebody else happy isn't going to make you happy. It might. It might. The compromise might give you peace for a little bit, but it won't be a balanced, harmonized peace. You see where I'm going with this? It's all an inside, it's all an inside uh, job nowhere, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, you deserve to be happy. Your happiness matters, and it's about what's inside. So your thoughts and your feelings and who you are need to be part of the solution in your life. It's not a byproduct, it's not something that you step around. It is part of the solution. It's part of the creativity. It's part of the growth and learning that your soul came here to do and your spirit desires to do. So I love talking about this. Um, and I would love to hear from you or any comments that you have about this, or if I can help you find a happiness place, where's your happy. Um, and for now, I want you to listen to your, learn to listen to your soul, listen to your soul, listen to your spirit, be create courageous and be creative. Sometimes we've had to find courage to be creative and go for it. Start with the small things, go for the big things. Because everything that I talk to you in these podcasts, it's my desire to bring you to a soul power living, uh, living a life that you feel empowered and you feel loved and you feel like you're important and you feel a sense of well being. because that's how we're going to change the world. That's how we're going to step into that spirit led living that, moves the evolution of humanity on and maybe if we can kind of step in that direction maybe we could be nicer to each other or humanity won't won't, uh, be so selfish but anyway it starts with you and your happiness matters and if it can't go very much farther than your small world it doesn't matter you're living an authentic life and you're making a difference in your life and because you're doing that you're making a difference in everyone else around you's life So I give you peace, I give you courage, stay safe, live in love, live in happiness, and that's all I have for now. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for joining the Angelscapes podcast. We hope you've gained new insights and inspiration for your journey to uncover and access your soul's power. For more information and a deeper dive into finding clarity in your life, go to angelscapes.com Remember to subscribe so you can be part of the discussion. It may just change your life. See you next time.